0: Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast with Jesse Heater and MJ, where each week we go back and look at a Netflix film in the order of release. In this week's episode, we're looking at Netflix's 39th film, the 2017 satirical war film, War Machine. It's directed by David Machod. It stars Brad Pitt, Anthony Michael Hall, Anthony Hayes, Topher Grace, Will Poulter, Tilda Swinton, and Ben Kingsley. Good evening. Good evening. Hey, boys. Good to be back together again. Always good. I'm looking forward to having a chat about War Machine. I, I do, do love big film. film.
1: Big film for Netflix mm. back in 2017.
0: do love a, a good Brad Pitt film, so this could be a good discussion. You love a good Brad Pitt film, though. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I just love Brad Pitt. <laughs> no matter what he's in. Let's not mince words. All right, so we like to kick off our show with our fast flicks, where we
1: go around and do a quick summary of the film. MJ, get us started. Let's do it. So following the story of a U.S. Army general who takes over command during the war in Afghanistan. Along with his quirky group of faithful soldiers, he works to navigate his way through a host of red tape to complete the mission the way he sees best fit. Quite good. Good. Very good. Very matter of fact, though. No, it's not, I like to have a little bit of flavour in my fast flicks, and that felt a bit dull. No, that, I felt that had flavour. I felt that. Okay, that thank good.
0: You, I'm glad. Thank you. I'm, gonna go like next. I'm gonna go next. I'm gonna go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> a satirical character study of a general at war and the obstacles faced when fighting a war that cannot be won. Bang. Good. heater A popular general is tasked with winning the war in
2: Afghanistan. However, his however his operation to end the war and rebuild the country is made difficult from both his allies and enemies, as well as the media and his own country's politicians. Mm.
0: Mm, nice little different takes from each of us. That's good. All right. So what have we learned about this film before we, we get into our thoughts, I guess?
1: Everyone just waits. <laughs> yeah. All, right. All right. Who's going to go right, first? Okay. Right, So, <laughs> Who's our? Ah.
2: So we're based, it's based on the nonfiction book, The Operators, The Wild and Terrifying Inside Story of America's War in Afghanistan by Michael Hastings. Now, you love a long title, header.
0: It's quite a long title
2: <laughs> Quite a long title Quite a mouthful So the movie The film Is a fictionalised version Of the events From this book Which is based on United States Army General Stanley
0: McChrystal Correct And the working title For the film Was actually The Operators mm.
1: Which makes a lot of sense Yeah Yeah I do When I was watching it I wasn't I was like Okay this is obviously Based in A real war That yeah. you know We're all pretty familiar with Because it's not that long ago and I was like, so are these people real? And then I think if you Google, um, what's Brad Pitt's character? If you Google General Glenn McMahon, it comes up with that guy's uh, name. Oh, with Stanley McChrystal? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, ah, okay, there you go. That's obviously who it's mm. loosely, but probably not very loosely based on. Yeah.
0: There's definitely bits in there that are true. Oh,
1: absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah.
0: So it's a good little
1: take. But you can get away with it being like, oh, it's fiction.
0: Yeah. And you obviously needed him on board. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm sure he would be happy to be. If, if, the, way <laughs> yeah. thing, if the way things transpired were similar to the film, he would be more than happy to get that word out there to show how hard it was for him, him to get yeah. anything done and get, do things the way he wanted to do
0: it. Yeah. So the film rights for that book were actually like sold in 2012.
1: Yeah, 2012.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. So the book was only in 2011. Yeah. So they, they were snapped up pretty quickly. Yeah. And then there was a lot of issues yeah. in, that, in people wanting to put the money forward for it. Uh, and Netflix paid $60 million for the distribution rights. Hmm. It's got to be the most safe paid. Which was in 2015.
1: That's so a three lot years money. after kind of it first got announced. It's a lot of money. Did you guys want to hear some similar films? Oh, yes. That were, uh, had a $60 million budget. <laughs> we haven't had
0: this. Because we don't, we have, we a don't, we don't have the
1: budget. Well, that's not even the budget, though. That's yeah. just what Netflix just what paid what they bought for, for the distribution rights. Well, in a f- yeah, okay, so do we oh. know what the produ- production budget wouldn't have been? Well, let's pretend it's $60 million to go with yeah, your Probably own the films. easiest way to do it. Yeah. So Netflix paid $60 million, which means let's put it on par with another $60 million film. Meet the Fockers, okay. very successful movie at the box office, I like Meet the Fockers. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Lego Movie, The Truman Show, Sully, The Bur- Born Identity, Eat, Pray, Love, Contagion, all very... It's a very, since,
0: that's a very mixed bag of films. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. different films in there. Yeah. I tried
1: to think of, I tried to find anything that was that would have felt particularly expensive to make, um, and there wasn't anything anything too bad there. Meet the Fockers would have just been on the cast. That was exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. But you know what? I don't. <laughs> also in a lot of different countries,
2: well, like this film as well. Like film, <laughs> filming in a lot of different yeah, countries. Yeah. What are the budget probably in She's terms of yeah. flights and getting everyone over and all the equipment over the different countries? They don't as well. underestimate
1: what Brad Pitt's. Oh,
2: so <laughs> would have been on this film. 30.
0: It would have been, would have been a lot. Oh, yeah, it would, yeah, would have been. Yeah. yeah Fair bit. Uh, Brad Pitt visited Mumbai to promote this film. Really? <laughs> yeah, he yeah, travelled to it. Mumbai yeah. uh, to promote this film. <laughs> he was into it. <laughs> See, in, a, in a past... So it in might a past, have been paid for. My guess
2: is he's oh, probably oh, filming oh, a movie around that. the area and yeah. he like, just popped in or something. Yeah, that. Yeah, like he was filming in, 20,
1: in 2017. <laughs> yeah. So in my past life when I had a slight foot in the door of this industry and I found out that some actors in their contract get more money if it does better in certain regions. Yep. So they will go out to those regions. Okay. I doubt in this case that Brad Pitt had like a... Yeah. If it does well in India, we going to bump it up. <laughs> but if you do wonder why certain... And I suppose, you know, if you're listening in America, you probably don't even care because you don't know that other markets have your films.
0: <laughs> but...
1: But if you do ever wonder why, you go, why is someone so coming out for this film? It's probably the case. That oh, that's very really interesting. Yeah. The score was done by
0: Nick Cave. Was it? Yeah. I thought that was, that was quite good. Interesting. An Aussie musician, obviously, um, director. David Mashod is um, Australian Aussie, yeah. as well. well. Probably talk about him a bit later on.
1: Nick yeah. Cave did music for Getting Square, Aussie film. Have you? Have I'm, you I haven't seen I know what it is, but I haven't seen it yet. I studied that in high school, so you should, yeah, you should do it. Um, good. Yeah. He was really. It was a really good score of that too. Anything else that we found out?
2: Um, I just yeah. It was, it was kind of filmed all over the world, really. So it was filmed, Abu Dhabi, Berlin, London, Paris, even Sydney. One one good little one scene, very um, end scene in, in, Sydney. in Sydney. But yeah, quite oh. a few different places <laughs> are all, all over the world.
1: Yeah, um, it was nominated for some awards. It was. So the Satellite Awards, which is for outstanding performers, film, television. Home videos, interactive media, basically all the awards that are presented by the International Press Academy. It was nominated for Best Supporting Actor Mm -hmm. uh, for Lakeith Stanfield, who didn't win it. Michael McKean in Better Call Saul won that category. And it was also Mm -hmm. for Best Motion Picture Made for Television, um, which was won by The Wizard of Lies. Um, but nominated for those two categories. It was also nominated
0: um, for the best political comedy film at the Legionnaires of Laughter Legacy Award in 2018. So, I. Yeah. <laughs> what is that award? <laughs> so is, 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 is that real? Is that real? <laughs> yeah. It is an
1: event to honor world recognized comedians and entertainers yeah. for their contribution to the art of comedy and the global impact on the world. So, I was looking okay. at this. I reckon I spent 20 minutes looking at this because I'm yeah. like, who won this category? Yeah. I cannot find it anywhere From what I can gather These awards were done in December Okay Of 2018 So you know Not too long ago But these were the last awards That were done It was nominated with For Best, best political, political Comedy Film With Black Klansmen And The Death of Stalin
2: hmm.
1: But I have no idea who won And I can't find who won Any of the awards that year And it seems like a really <laughs> weird thing This whole Legionnaires of Laughter How strange so, well, It's making us laugh So good on yeah. <laughs> Ken Jeong was the host Oh Well
2: he was <laughs> <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's all I can give you it's so weird that they don't like unless announce the winners or have them like open. unless like what I'm reading was all gonna happen and then it, they like ran out of money or <laughs> yeah, something <suddenly> <laughs> open, <laughs> yeah. I can't find anything on it anyway yeah. if you know yeah, anything about like Legends, of Legends of Laughter can you let us know and see if this one?
0: I, th- I liked um, there was a scene oh, we'll put it out now we're gonna spoil this film but there's a yeah. scene where um, Ben Kingsley he plays the president of Afghanistan and he's in bed and he's watching Dumb and Dumber <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed that. I thought that was good. Isn't that a whack of um, <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what the president of. <laughs> I I to watch <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was released 26th of May 2017, Netflix worldwide. Yep. Mm-hmm. No theatrical release that I could see. I, I couldn't see yeah. one no. No. So, yeah, very. So, consensus critically, not very good.
1: No. Yeah, not right. not re- I think people would have expected more. Yeah. Um, but I guess in terms of some of the stuff we've done, it's probably on par with the group. Yeah. And, yeah. So went
0: Rotten Tomatoes. 48% on 90 reviews, so that's quite a few reviews it's, for Netflix. Probably the most reviews we've ever yeah. we've had, I would have thought. And to all the boys I love before, probably. Possibly. Yeah. But we haven't done that yet because that's, that's episode We did seven. a bonus episode. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> bonus episode. <laughs> under
1: Go listen to it. It's great. But I
0: mean, a lot of our reviews are often like under 10 it's under 10, 20. Yeah. <laughs> well, the audience was 34% yeah. on nearly 5,500. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then IMDb I thought was quite interesting. I'm did, yeah. Six. The audience, six, the out amount, 6 out of 10, but, but the it, amount, 35,000. 30, yeah. That's a lot in comparison to what Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's
2: definitely one of the biggest. Manwetterbox was 2.6 out of 5 from. A bit over 9,000 right. Which is really high for Letterboxd, too. Mm, yeah.
1: Mm. So this is fair to say that a lot more people have seen this film as opposed to maybe the, the last 38 Netflix films that we've done. Yep. Yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, the Brad Pitt factor. Well, has, has to be. What are, our, what are some of our early thoughts on this film before we get into it? Peter, what do you think?
2: Well, you know that I love Brad Pitt. He's one of my <laughs> favourite actors of all time. Brad, I'll watch yeah. anything he's in. I didn't like this movie. Okay. Nah. It, I I was get, get, getting bored by it. I wasn't interested. There's a few going the scenes. There's a few funny scenes I liked, but for most, especially the middle part of the movie, I'm just sitting there like, oh, I'm just a bit bored of this. It's not engaging me. So, yeah,
1: I, I, I wasn't a big fan of the movie. Yeah, but- I'll echo that. I mean, the first half of the film felt like a really shit comedy. Like, it was trying to be funny, trying to be mm-hmm. slapstick, and it really wasn't. But then the second half, which I probably enjoyed more tried to be that commentary on war and almost like the despair of war for so many people and, and mm. how hard difficult it is. And those two halves didn't work together at all. Mm. I, the first half of the film, I cannot stress this enough, I was so bored. And I think when you're sitting there and you know that something is over two hours... And you're like, man, I've got to sit through more and more of this. I was yeah. so bored in that first hour.
2: So, so I was the opposite because I, I, mean, they were very cheap and bad gags, but I, I, I liked them. And I was like, ah, oh, that was funny laughing. Well, it was the second half where I was just like, nah, I'm just, I'm just not interested in what's going on here. And kind of obviously, yeah, the more serious story they're telling, I'm just sitting there like, nah, this is, this is not something that's interesting. It me really right did now. feel like two different halves. Oh yeah, absolutely it, like... did. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Jesse, what you think, Jesse so i watched this when it came out oh that's right with my wife so this is another one that i had seen before um and i totally agree that i think the rhythm throughout was completely a bit morphed whereas you got the first half which is trying to be a comedy and the second half which definitely tries to go more on the emotional side of things and try Mm. to give that sort of message but i thought this is probably the funniest netflix film that we've done Wow! Yeah, I I, okay. I think that this is this is close to the. I can't think of another Netflix film yeah, have done that I laughed of. or thought was more amusing than this.
1: We haven't had too many real knee slappers. Yeah. Um, I mean, I,
0: this is definitely down the
2: queue. For, I mean,
1: there were some funny scenes that, yeah. that I liked, but I mean, I also liked a couple of the stupid
0: comedies that you hated. Yeah. I, I just I think I found, that the found very funny, the, but, the comedic elements of having a whack at the war and stuff. I just found like even though they're not laugh out yeah. loud. I just thought, wow, this this was did done you, really well. Did you like it uh, more or less or the same? Watch it, rewatching it now than you watched it two years ago. Uh, so like. I've said before, my memory is pretty shocking. Yeah. Uh, but I remembered quite a lot in this. And what was the last
1: I, film that you watched and you couldn't remember the ending? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you enjoyed it more? Small <laughs> crimes.
0: <laughs> small crimes when you
2: thought it, it ended with different, different people dying. Yeah, but no, I, yeah, I, okay. I
0: definitely remembered uh, a lot in this film and I still yeah. found it very amusing and entertaining. And I thought, um,
1: yeah, I've, I've, I did enjoy this film. Hey, this is an oh, interesting... Cool. Let's just put park this for a second because I actually... What, what funny films have we done so far? So we, so we've, we take the 10. We've, we've done, done so take 40 ten. I found funny
2: yep. because yep. of the, the immature humour that you're too mature for. Yep. Brahman-Narman.
1: We're <laughs> <laughs> not talking about brahman Naman. <laughs> we've had a lot of Adam Sandler films. So, yeah, Ridiculous 6. To be honest, I probably thought Ridiculous 6 was funnier than this. Um, the Do-Over. The Do-Over. Mascots. <sighs> coin. That wasn't funny, though take the 10 which was yeah take yeah, the 10 so I, I thought take the 10 was funny I, I i thought girlfriend's day was pretty funny i actually thought the humor in i don't feel at home in this world anymore was pretty was pretty sharp we've, we've done sandy wexler too yeah. sandy
2: wexler the w- humor
1: in no, i don't feel at home in this world anymore i thought was very was very good but you're right there's nothing that there's nothing that stands out as being yeah. that funny i i would actually say out of the first 40 netflix films sandy wexler was probably the one i felt handsome was was a little funny handsome was a little funny handsome was, was rubbish. Yeah, but <laughs> what about Detective <laughs> Gerbils? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, anyway. I, and that's a good, point. Yeah, it's a good yeah. talking point, though, because when you say that, I automatically think, what are you talking about? Yeah. But there's nothing really there. No, so, for me, my personal taste in humour, I guess this is the
0: one that's, yes, that's yes, come across yeah. the best for me. So I'm
1: looking forward to hearing what scenes that you like particularly. Mm. All
0: right, so let's let's have a look at some characters. Um, let's let's keep it moving. I, I'm just going to kick this off because I reckon the first eight minutes did an awesome job of introducing all the characters. There may have been too many characters in the, the fold, yeah. and that may be a criticism of it but I thought that the first eight minutes was these, these awesome quick cuts of everyone that you needed to know about this film
1: I'll give you that I do think the first 20 minutes though took too long to set up what was actually happening though that was a criticism for me
2: okay so what? one of the scenes I liked is yeah, so I liked the, the intro scene where when the narrator goes around and you pretty much introduced all the key players you know kind of who everyone is and what's going on I thought
1: that was a really good start So, we've got a bona fide movie star in this film Mm -hmm. with Brad Pitt. Probably the biggest star we've had in any film so far. Well, he's the greatest. So, So General Glenn McMahon, did you guys like him straight away?
0: It's a tough one because I don't think you're supposed to like him. Mm. Supposed.
1: I don't know whether I was supposed to like him either, yeah.
0: But I don't think that was the point of the film. I think the point of the film was you're just supposed to be along there for his journey and realise... The work he puts in, like you saw him, you know, with all his exercise, they called it what the Spartan regime that he mm. did. He was loved by all those that were close to him mm. and I, his character didn't change. And I probably, there's a lot of times where I'm like, Oh, I don't like a film where a character doesn't have some sort of growth or change. Mm. And I didn't, didn't really care that by the end of this film, there was nothing that had really changed. I mean, he still stood by those morals that he he had that whole film. Yeah. Which I think, oh I think that's a good thing as well. Like he didn't change in terms of he didn't, cave to like the other pressures
2: like he still always
1: kind of held his own beliefs the whole way through i was confused as to whether he was supposed to be a spoof at the start mainly because you don't expect brad pitt to be i the first thing for me is the way he talks i'm like are you taking the piss with this character and then the way he runs (laughs) The way he runs, I loved because that is such like an old man who like, imagine like a, like a Tommy Hafey kind, of, yeah. kind of guy who just runs all day as like an 80 year old man. AFL footballer for those. AFL yeah. <laughs> footballer a long time, a long time ago. ago. <laughs> but I actually, I, I really enjoyed the way he ru- he was running. Hmm. But um, I wasn't sure initially if I was supposed to think he's just like this spoof I'm supposed to laugh at because I didn't quite, I wasn't quite there with yeah. him. I do like the fact that he was, to your point, he was really well intentioned. He was employed to make the right moves and like he honestly thought these were the correct moves to make. And in that sense, I thought he was really admirable Um, whether he grew or not. I don't really know if it bothered me because I just, I just liked him more at the end than I did at the start. And I think that's just because I couldn't figure him out at the start. And by the end he was pretty true. And I was, I was kind of okay with that. And, but I was really confused at the start whether I was supposed to think he's like this real funny guy like am, am yeah. I looking at this like Mr. Magoo type character yeah
0: yeah, I'd, yeah I don't. I didn't get that impression of him I, just, I thought he was there as a character and the others around him were providing that that laughter f- bouncing off him almost sure yeah I don't think he had he, he wasn't one that was going to give you these lines you're going to laugh at yeah. it was like yeah we laugh at the situations around him more than the people yeah and I don't think that, I don't think anyone with money from Hollywood would go out to create a film where you're going to laugh at soldiers. You're going to laugh at the situations they're in. True, already. yeah, you're yeah, not laughing, laughing at the characters. people, yeah, you're exactly. right, yeah, 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 that's fair. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, I probably on the next one, Sean, really the voiceover, because that's sort of the first character that you meet, because <clears> you hear deep. that voiceover. And obviously, he's the, the editor of the Rolling Stones, and he's the one that's there, sort of, he's why we know this story, yeah. I guess, is what you could say. Yep. And I thought that it was good that you didn't learn anything about him until almost halfway through the film where he actually, he meets Glenn. Mm. And, you know, he was doing just what he thought was right, was reporting the the story. And he provided that real truth in the story, unlike all the other news outlets that we saw, like Fox News, 60 Minutes. He was the one that actually told you what was happening. Whereas the others were all, all the other news outlets there were were telling these stories that had somehow been shown how they wanted to show it. Whereas his was like, I'm just going to report what's happening.
1: Yeah, I, I liked him. I didn't as get as well. the vibe that he was going to throw them under the bus, though.
0: I don't reckon he thought he was... I don't I, I don't know if he was aiming to throw them under the bus. Yeah, he was just like, this, this what's is what's happening over here. here. Yeah, he was yeah, yeah, kind okay. of reporting the facts. Yeah, I, I, I do like... What's his name? Uh, Scoot
2: McNary, the actor. I like him as a narrator. He's, have you seen Narcos Mexico? No, I haven't yet no. He's in uh, the narrator of Narcos Mexico apparently. as well so when, so when he started talking I'm like, ah, oh, it's Narcos Mexico guy So yeah, it's the, 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 the second time I've, I've heard him as a narrator or something I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I like his voice as a narrator Also, if you're in Narcos, he is going to like you In any anything that you're in <laughs> because, because it's a great show and, and yes, basically, yeah If you're in
1: Narcos, I, I like you already Yeah, I don't know, you know what I wrote down for this conversation one, two, three, four. I wrote down 5 characters And I didn't even write him down Okay. And when he said his name I was like oh crap who, who <laughs> is this and, uh, yeah it's probably a good good point that you bring up
0: because it was just this character that was there in the background that whole film he was putting the story together yeah, like, as a film thing. and he did in real
1: life so as a, a character saying. I don't feel like I know him at all though you didn't really need to know who he was you just yeah, need yeah. to know the job that he did yeah you know? that's mm-hmm. it's the yeah. job that he did yeah. more than anything else Yeah, I couldn't even tell you what it looked like I, I've
0: honestly forgotten Forgot what, what it looks like, like. I mean, that's because you do not seen that often. yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. Do you, what are, the, what are the, his other sort of like little henchmen that he's got I guess is, stood out so
1: one that I really liked as a character was um, Corey Staggart yep. played by John Magaro basically his right hand man and all the characters I felt had their sort of cartoon like qualities to them except for except for Staggart um, he was balanced, he was well rounded, he kept the ball moving and mad that he respect McMahon and I found him to be a breath of fresh air when everything, everyone else was sort of tooling around a little bit.
0: Like those character character-like, these sort of like
1: stereotypes. They're, yeah, they're yeah. all little yeah, sort to be of two, stereotypes. Two stereotypical, yeah. yeah. Um, and he was just, he just kept the plot moving. when In a film I really struggled with and was bored with, I needed him to keep it moving. And I thought he did a really good job, John Magaro. So um, he was probably the, the shining light for me in this film. Okay. I I've, I liked the Greg dude.
0: The He was the director of intelligence with the anger issue.
1: <laughs> yeah. Greg Pulver, yeah. He yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> just didn't know he, when he was, was going to lose he, it. He, was angry, yeah, he <laughs> was angry. He was angry. just going to get angry at anything. Yeah. It was good to watch though. Him yeah. being angry, yeah. And he provided that little bit of a, a break from all this heavy talk about you know positioning and where mm. we need to be. And he's just like,
1: I'm angry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and again, how much did he respect? They all know, did. They all, they, they, they all did. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Mm.
0: I thought the tech whiz Andy. I thought he was great. He had some really good scenes. Is that um, RJ Siler
1: from Power Rangers? Is, is it the um, dark guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a blue Power Ranger. Ah, small world. Yeah, I thought I thought he was. I thought he had some really really good
0: good scenes. And there are a few others that I was just like uh, like that public affairs officer, the Simon Ball guy. Mm. I thought he was pretty rubbish because the civilian consent um, consultant guy, who's played by Topher Grace, mm. he did more. By getting Rolling Stone on board, than that guy actually did. I thought.
1: So I never quite understood the angle of Topher Grace, because um, w- was he one of the guys who loved McMahon, or was he just in it for the money? I think
2: I think it was more he was getting paid
1: a lot of money. Yeah, yeah to they showed that scene where yeah he was, right? yeah. He was like, I don't want to go. I'm not going there. like we'll give you this. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm there. I kind of felt yeah. like you could have dropped that character. Still got Rolling Stone on board without him, and Yeah. the movie is no different. But maybe that's I sort think-
0: of showing that the close-knit of his crew. None of his crew would have even thought of getting anyone from outside in other than this guy who wasn't actually part of his actual close-knit crew.
1: Okay, i point. That. Yeah, yeah. Cause, But otherwise... because with, Without him bringing that Rolling Stone guy in, this story is not heard. But if someone else brings the Rolling Stone guy in, does it change the dynamic of the crew? It does, because then you, a, feel, it's he, a you feel disappointed and mm-hmm. feel bad for Glenn. Because they let him, because someone let him down. Because yeah. it, it's this guy, it's like, well, you took a risk bringing this guy yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, all right. He still didn't do anything for me, like, as a character, I was like, why are <laughs> yeah, you here? Why? Yeah. <laughs> the
0: willy dude, the body man who just carried his bags through him, made his bags... <laughs> I felt
1: bad for that guy.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, that poor guy. <laughs> just spent the whole movie just carrying bags but around. Like, do you still, want me to come home with you? Yeah, he
0: still respected the crap out of him. Oh, he yeah. just like, oh, on yeah. the plane, I'll come with you, I'll come with you. Yeah, yeah. It was good. Um... I liked Alan Tuck's character, Alan Tuck's um, from Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Alan Rock, Alan Ruck. Alan, Alan Ruck, sorry, <laughs> Alan Ruck, um, Alan Ruck, Michael Tuck, Michael Tuck, Alan, Alan Ruck from um, Ferris Bueller's Speed, City, speed, Spin City. Spin City, Speed, he's in Speed, yeah. Um, I just thought that he played that pure asshole. I,
2: I thought I thought he was good. Yeah, his character was good. Oh, in in, in 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 it, it was good in
1: being the villain. I mean, yeah, I felt like he turned bad really quick. I know they set up at the start that. You know, we'd want you to end this war. We don't want you to call mm. any more troops. But then he just became a real arsehole mm. and a real weasel really quick. And I was like, oh, okay. So you <laughs> yeah. like super hate? Yeah. Kind of like. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was fine. My favourite
0: character was um, the Afghani president. Yeah, the Ben Kingsley <laughs> character. Ben Kingsley. Yeah, uh, he was great. He was uh, just so funny. Yeah. But those scenes that we were in were some of the best scenes in the film. What yeah, about, no. um,
1: what was his name? Batty? The, yeah. Uh, the other Afghan the, the guy, guy? guy. Yeah, I Had
0: a bit-
2: who
1: wouldn't wear his uniform <laughs> he didn't want to get killed on yeah. the <laughs> <head>. <laughs> it felt like a fair enough reason I actually liked him as a character as well his, he uh, it was good some of his facial expressions were mm. excellent mm. Yeah, like he, the whole the like thing. I have no idea what I'm doing here yeah. but I'm just going to laugh it. <laughs> even in that one of my favourite scenes was when he gets kicked out of his seat at that dinner and then a big hoo-ha kicks out <laughs> and he comes back down he's like oh that was weird yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was good the last character I want to mention it might not be last because you might one yeah. more is um Jeannie McMahon, his wife. Yep. So her storyline actually really resonated with me. And I actually enjoyed the sad, I'm by your side angle that Meg Tilly gave the role. And it was borderline pathetic. But the scene where she mentions that she's proud of him and she's also proud of herself added this level of depth to her that she didn't have initially. And I think that highlights uh, what it would be like having a partner who is so dedicated to serving their country in that respect. And she wants to be selfish and be like, come home, like I'm here. But she's like, well, he's doing what the right thing for Mm, for what he thinks is right. And I just, yeah, she, as I said, she, she was supposed to feel like really pathetic, but it, it resonated with me. I, I didn't even think she was pathetic. I just thought she was
0: patient. Was, yeah, like, patient. I just thought she yeah, was good massively patient, mm. and yeah, like that even though their relationship looked really weird from the outside, you could tell so that weird. she was still sort of that rock for him. Yeah, and yeah. You saw absolutely. that in that scene in the cab where that, mm. like, she's like worried about him and he just puts his hand on her hand. It was just mm. nice. Like, mm. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I really no, liked no, her. Because yeah, at good. the
1: start, I thought she was going to be in that one scene, and that was it, just yeah. to show you that, like, oh, he's got a family, yeah. but he's married to the job. And they persisted with that, and I thought I thought she did a really good performance. Did a really good performance. What's the one? She gave a really, <laughs> really good performance. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't like to comment on acting too much because you know I feel like that's like a special. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got one more character. Go. Yeah. Cole. So
0: Cole's oh, the yeah, black I about soldier. Those.
1: Yeah. Is that Lakeith Stanfield?
0: Yeah, Lakeith Stanfield. Right.
1: He was unbelievable. So
0: this. I just thought every scene with him in it was purposeful like the first time you see him he's the one that's challenging glenn about not understanding what they're doing there and i thought he represented everyone in that group really well by not knowing what what they're doing there and then in like i've got the scenes later on just when you see him at
1: the end like i just thought he was a perfect representation of these soldiers that was the best scene in the film that was i was so lost with this film when that film happened i like paused it I wanted to write some notes and I just wrote like give me more Lakeith Stanfield mm. I need more of him in this film and then he didn't come back for like an hour yeah. <laughs> but that was an awesome scene he he was unbelievable and I'm so glad he got nominated for that award Yeah, when you got a cast of 15 people that you'd probably talk about before, before him, him that's how good he was in this and obviously was Get Out after this? yeah it would have been would Yeah, but yeah yeah he's gone on to bigger and better things uh, any other characters I,
0: so I guess we can look at the actors and the directors previous work so David Michaud, um it's his third feature he's an Australian director and his two prior films are both very Australian films they are yeah. Animal Kingdom and The Rover, the Rover. Um, so this is sort of like a bit of a step away from him something a little bit different I haven't seen The Rover is a- I haven't seen The
2: Rover either I've seen Animal Kingdom obviously yep. yeah, I, I, think, I think we all have yep. yeah, yeah. Have you seen the Rover, Jesse? No, that was Hugo
0: Weaving.
2: Yes, yeah. I'm
0: pretty sure. Yeah, um, but yeah.
1: So obviously a big, big sort of step sideways for him. Mm. Good on him. Sure. Massive change. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because this is very American, mm, very as opposed to even being a generic film. You know, but in the same way, I think it might have been hard to to have an American
0: director direct this when it's so critical of true. the American yeah, war. That's as yeah, that's true. True. So it could have been a good good call. What about the actor? I thought Brad Pitt was really good. I thought, <laughs> I thought that, that his performance was great. I agree. I really like Brad Pitt's performance. <laughs> it's good. I'm glad. I'm glad we agree on it. Because I just thought, you know, he could do good comedy films. He, he's done some good ones. Yeah, he has. He, he has. But, like, make him the lead in a comedy film rather than yeah. just, like, a little cameo. He's more, he's more of a, seems to be a bit part player comedy. Yeah. But,
2: you after reading, he's, he's really good in, but he's, like, the fourth or fifth lead. Brad, that. Brad
1: Pitt was pretty good in this, but this is not the sort of film that's going to be in his in memoriam. Oh no, not at all. Like Thing when he's passed away. Like he was he was okay. I, oh, I, I,
2: I, I thought it was good, but yeah, yeah. It's like, like, he this was. was not, thought, this is a this great is, performance. This isn't top Brad Pitt.
0: Fil- yeah. Uh, yeah, that's okay. what I mean. Like he was he was, good, but yeah, he was good. it was good. That's not right home about. Well, the other the other one I thought was really good was Tilda Swinton. She's she up, she's was awesome. Literally on the screen yeah. for.
2: A couple of minutes. Tiniest <laughs> little...
0: And, you know, this cameo is this German representative... Um you know, it was nice to see, like, she did such a good job and it sort of made you feel someone's actually challenging Glenn for, like, the real first time, apart from these American people, it's someone from the outside. Yeah. And it made me, like, her performance made me feel sorry for him and, like, how much he thought he was doing the right thing.
1: And yeah. I was going to say, how well did he respond to that as well? Mm. That was, you're picking out all my favourite scenes. And to that point, the scene afterwards when he's in the car with his wife, he wasn't feeling, you know, like I just got beaten in a debate kind of thing. He was thinking like, wow, I never considered it from that perspective. Yeah. And then you get the shot. He goes and reflects yeah. in that room.
0: So it's I, not like he, he took it really critically or anything. He took it and said, okay, I can work on this. Yeah.
1: I, I really, I really like that. I called it the Tilda Swinton scene. Oh, good. Good.
0: Any, anything else? All right. Well, let's look at some scenes. So, um, MJ, what have you got left? Cause I don't want to steal yeah. any more of your. You know what? Letters. For a
1: film that I didn't love, um, I was surprised by how many good scenes that I actually had. So I, I, I liked at the very start, the, the one line when they were going through the characters, um, Glenn loved these men and they loved him right back. That was the first time I was... I, I, I guess I didn't... That opening montage with the characters didn't resonate with me like it did with you guys. Yeah. But when they said that, it's the first time I felt more than this self-obsessed slapstick comedy that I thought was just going to be what it was for the first hour. Um, after that, the scene when he first met President Karazi... And Glenn was awkwardly standing in the room whilst it looks like he was praying. (laughs) And then you just hear him just go, Fuck
0: it,
1: because yeah. <laughs> they're trying to hook up the Blu-ray the Blu-ray player. player. Yeah, no, that I thought very-
0: that. I've got that. I thought that whole first scene with him was great. I did like, not. I that. that in the funny scene as well. That, <laughs> yeah. no, that was
1: a very good scene. I didn't see that coming at all.
0: <laughs> but Blu-ray play, like, where are the red, the red and white? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so yeah. true.
1: When you go from HDMI <laughs> yeah. to, to the AV cables, and you're like, hang on, don't I need these three cables? Yeah. Yeah. Very funny. Simple world now. Um, I love the Lakey Stanfield initial scene. Um, when yeah he didn't he's like why are we here what are we doing um, the scene at the dinner where he tells off Tom Howard for taking Batty's seat um, <laughs> and when he said you've taken the seat of the only Afghani on the table and he's like boss I'm pretty sure the Afghani ambassador is from Afghanistan <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was, oh, I got that down too I thought but you know what fun. even prior to that little gag at the end I did enjoy him just giving the absolute ribbing to that guy mm. um, that was really good <laughs> and the last one I've got because you took you mentioned the Tildesmith one already The the scene when they ate dinner at their 30th anniversary And she said I'm proud of you and I'm proud of me too um, yeah, there's there's a few things in the second half of the film that resonated emotionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think but, it was important for her to give that self recognition too. That that's that what I mean. Had, that's yeah. what I loved. Like she could have been like, "I'm proud of you," and I'm like, because at the time, I'm like, you, "You're really pathetic." Like I, I get it, and I, I feel sorry for you, but th- this is pathetic. And mm. when she said, "I'm proud patient, of you," patient, patient, no, no, no. But that, when she said, "I'm really? proud of you," I'm yeah. like, this is quite pathetic. And when she said, "I'm proud of me too," I was like, "You go, girl. Like, yeah. well done." Because if she hadn't have shown that self preservation, then you would have been like. Think about yourself too. You know? yeah. so yeah, I agree. Patience is a much better yeah. word for it, but it it felt pathetic yeah, until that right. point. Mm, good. Um. Yeah, that's me. But there's mm. some good scenes in there. Yeah. Peter, hey, um, I had a couple more just of the the
2: funniest scenes. Um, I won't swear, but the mother. <laughs> For scene, <laughs> the and, and they're talking about it because he's taking it. Which are we going on? Because that's a very bad thing in our in our yeah. culture. And so he's going
0: around with the locals and yeah. touring around. i have already
1: sworn in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: like turn totally a Blu-ray player. But it's like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Go, the only complaints we've got is you know you're urinating in the
2: streets. And <laughs> yeah. calling us motherfuckers or this. <laughs> <Yeah. all day.
0: laughs>
1: that's bad. I can um, assure you, that's not something that we do in our <laughs> culture <yeah. enough.
2: laughs> I um, I really enjoyed the scene of the growing heroin over the <laughs> growing oh, cotton yeah. and the explanation as to why oh. they didn't want to grow. Cotton. So instead, we're growing heroin.
0: Yeah, and what's the, the explanation is because the US won't let them
2: yeah, sell cotton. The US, yeah, exactly. yeah, Yeah, Ugh. that that was very good. And when. Um, <laughs> yeah. When he's on the FaceTime call with Dick, <laughs> and they're pretending that he can't, he can't hear him, and he's got his other guy
0: comes in to help him out. I thought that was a very funny scene as well. I like the the prior one to that too, where they're both trying to turn it off, and neither <laughs> of them can work out. How do we end this call? That back? was funny, yeah. Was... I did like the fact that
1: he insisted on being
0: called Richard, and they just kept calling him, <laughs> yeah. Dick, calling him Dick. Yeah. What was his surname, Willie? Was it, no, no, that was someone else. Uh, it was something I ridiculous. His surname was yeah, like was a, it? A, okay, it. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I liked. I also liked the scene where Glenn threw that Dick guy under the bus when they're in that meeting, and he's like, "You know, you said you oh, didn't yeah. care if I had any more troops." <laughs> didn't say that. Yeah, you did. No, didn't say. That. And then, like, when he gets angry at him for going on sixty minutes, I just thought like those scenes were were so funny. Um, so you, you guys have gone through a lot of mine already. I thought the commentary on elections was really good. Like people just voting for who they're told to, and I think Glenn asked that question, like, you know, what's or someone asked it, how's it different to Washington? How's it different to back home? Hmm. And I was like. It's a nice little yeah, little Commentary on that as well um, I felt let down for Glenn And I think I liked it The scene in Glenn As a character But when Obama And you know He's got this big deal About getting there In time to meet Obama And then literally Obama like Gets the photo he needs And fobs him off And I Yeah I, I felt let down For him then And I, I, I liked that scene Even though it wasn't Good for him
1: First time he kind of Felt really vulnerable He was getting let down A lot like? And that was the one time He's like you know what I'm actually in a bit of strife here mm. uh, Dick Waddle by the way Dick Waddle There you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's fantastic. Um,
0: the the Lady Gaga thing about the the competition between Gaga and Glenn on the cover of The Rolling Stone. I like that scene in the bar with the follow-on later on where they're sitting there and then the Lady Gaga yeah. song comes on in the background. I yeah. thought that was that was <laughs> quite a nice little follow through as well. Uh, I've mentioned this before, Lakeith Stanfield as Cole when he's towards the end of the film, film where there's a whole group of soldiers walking down the streets and there was just this nice isolated sort of feeling when the sniper shots come down and um, you know it leads to him sort of going rogue and running off and then he sees that devastation that him shooting those rockets had, had sort well, of done. Yeah. Um and I, then it, I did
1: like that gunfight, yeah. the gunfight scene. Did it bother really cool. anyone else that the guns look like toy guns? And, and I'm no expert really in this attention. but this is the first time I noticed nah. I was like the guns that they are holding look like toy no, I mean,
2: for me it was more that was the part of the movie where I was getting I was getting pretty bored and I was like I need something to pick me up and I was like oh cool it's like a gunfire here so that was more kind of it was a good spot for it for me it was a pick me up so I wasn't really kind of focused yeah, I on, on the, the guns just, because I'm more just like I'm, I'm just happy there's some gunfire some action yeah
0: and I like the follow-up to that scene where Glenn gets in the helicopter and it lifts up and then you see um, Cole sitting there and then the sand just blows in his face. It just sort of gave that final impact of you've stuffed up sort of thing. Yeah. Um, last one I've got is I really like that cameo from Russell Crowe at the end too. I just thought that was hilarious. Like, <laughs> that was funny. It's just, just some good. other guy with the same gun ho attitude. It's yeah. like, yeah. You know, he's just coming straight in to replace him. And and, uh,
1: Russell Crowe. And Russell Crowe. <laughs> I think that final voiceover really summed up the film because mm. I was... You know, I, I was at the point where I knew that it was becoming this commentary of war and the way America handles war. And at the end, it's like, and this just keeps happening again and again and again. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that that's all. Let's, is there anything that you didn't like? Um, you know what? For a film I didn't like, there weren't like specific scenes that I didn't like. I, I kid you not. When I So when I watch the films for these podcasts, I, I like to write just a few notes. So I'm watching, I just think of something, I just write a quick note, quick note, quick note. There's four times in this I just wrote, I am so bored. Like, I just couldn't think of anything to say and I was just focusing on being bored. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> better write it. And I wrote it four times how bored I am. But the only, the only film that this film scene that stood out as I really don't like it is at the very start at the airport when he goes, let's go win this thing. I was like, you go on a war? Like, what, sort of, <laughs> what sort of attitude is that to say at the airport when you just got to jump on a plane and then go travel there? I, I'm like... I don't that was know. a perfect setup for his character though. Because that's what it was about winning. It wasn't about yeah. going in and... Uh, yeah, I, or, I, I yeah, suppose yeah, it's yeah. not so much about, like, let's go yeah. bring these troops home. I, it's more just like, that was just a really weird way to open a film. With, it sums up at. that mentality of that war. That yeah. like, that whole No, thing I, yeah, stuff. I get it. I get it. Um, but yeah, yeah. that's, that's cool. it
2: for me. I'd, Peter? I'm the exact same as MJ. Um, a movie that I did not like, I, I can't pick out scenes I didn't like. It was just, I was sitting there going, I'm bored. I'm just not interested in this. Like I need something to engage me and it's just not happening. So yeah, there was no scenes I didn't like. I just, we was, was just bored.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't have a scene I didn't like either. Okay. So. Touch Maybe we can get our results at the end up a little bit. That doesn't make a good, good results, though. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, what, what was I trying to
1: say? What are some themes? There's, there's, I realise I just kind of said this in the last thing, but it was a commentary on how America balls up the situation and have done so with similar situations, uh, which is why I think uh, the film was a little bit messy and jerky because it was kind of talking about a whole heap of different little issues that they've stuffed up, so yeah. it didn't feel that um, smooth. And, and it all kind of culminated with that final voiceover, which, which summed it up really nicely, I think. But that's, that's kind of the main theme that they were trying to portray in the film. Yep. Yeah, no, I've, Good. I've, you know, the, there's
0: this idea about they kept saying you can't rebuild a nation at gunpoint. So, another, it's like, we've looked at a couple of films. It's like these people that are in a place they probably shouldn't be, or they have no real reason to be there. Mm. Um, I thought, like, it tried to show that the media was, like, failing or fails us with war coverage, too, like, not necessarily representing the truth at all times, whereas yeah. it all mm. comes from this one story. Um, obviously, the futility of war, like, we see yeah. the the civilian casualties and they didn't try to make this emphasis on, you know, we don't want to kill anyone. We don't want to kill any civilians. Mm. Um, and I liked it. They kept they kept bringing that back up. I thought it was quite a big attack on the U S military and like its allies. Um, and they, they said it, you know, they thought they were the most important people in the world with the most important jobs in the world. Whereas realistically, yeah, they weren't. Mm.
1: Was that scene where he comes in on the chopper when he's getting his speech translated and they're just basically saying, just leave, please. Just yeah, leave. yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, making take works. money, not nah, just go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's about a little bit about belief too. Like those that believe,
0: they can win, and those that don't. Like these guys had that belief the whole time, and without that belief, you can't imagine them being so energetic about the whole thing. And you'd see more soldiers, like Keith Stanfield soldier, like what are we actually doing here? Mm-hmm. So the the heads up, all the people at the top
1: are the ones that have got that motivation, whereas possibly not those underneath. So do you think that, say, David Mashod's vision was to say that America should have approached the war the way General McMahon wanted to? Or is he just saying, this is someone who you, you, you put in charge to make a difference and then you wouldn't let him do what you wanted to say? Like, Is he saying that McMahon said the right thing or is he just showing the whole balls up of the whole thing?
0: bit Of both, I think. I think he's trying to show mm. the whole balls off, and this, he didn't make McMahon out to be a villain or anything, so. no, no, not yeah, at all. So, no, I, don't at all. I don't think he was trying to be too critical of him. But no, uh, I think yeah. if anything, he thought McMahon was the right thing. But I, 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 I think, yeah, he thought McMahon was the so right now, person
1: but I'm, I'm wondering didn't
2: support him enough, maybe showing they didn't support him enough, or give him kind of what, yeah, what, what, I thought that's what, a bit risky though to, to, to
1: say that he was thinking, yeah, you know what, if you guys had if you guys had done this, you would have won the war. Mm. I don't think he was necessarily saying that, I think he was more just. It was just an overall commentary of how things could have been different. Well,
0: I think it was very critical of Obama. Um,
1: Massively. Yeah.
0: And my thoughts maybe are that the US and they weren't quite ready for a film like this when it came out. Like they weren't ready to, like, they're their first year in with Trump. Maybe they're not ready to be like whack at Obama. Um, you know, they made this commentary. Is. He's not a leader. He's an orator. He's just someone who speaks. Like he doesn't actually lead the people. So I thought maybe yeah, that maybe if um it, they just weren't ready to for this whack on Obama so early, and if it was made, you know, in fifteen years' time, maybe this would be seen as a lot better film.
1: Do we know yeah. if there was much commentary once this film came out in America?
2: I Don't know. Question without notes. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't notice. see yeah. much of researching, but I probably wasn't looking for that
1: though. Never, obviously, never was big enough to. Not to, to, to come out here. Get to here, yeah. Yeah. All right, What do we take away from this film? It was way too long yep. Yep. There were too many storylines that were coming through So you had like taking over Helmand province, wanting to get extra soldiers The politics of it all, the relationship with his wife The Rolling Stone article Trying to help the Afghans, accidentally killing some innocent people Being a good leader It was all mismatched into one film That didn't seem to have that much direction Yeah, just,
2: there was just too much going on Yeah, All at
1: once
0: Wasn't working Probably what McMahon was feeling
1: Yeah Yeah and you know what It probably was It doesn't
0: Yeah Yeah, And it just doesn't uh, Necessarily make a good film It makes it harder to enjoy though Yeah Yeah. I thought it was quite funny throughout And yeah Like I agree with you guys The pace probably let it down Towards the end Like it goes from this Comedy to quite a serious Sort of film That's what Yeah Sort of stood out the most
1: Yeah No When we talk about funny scenes In this podcast Whatever film I find them much funnier When I'm talking (laughs) about it With you guys (laughs) Because we have laughing together. <laughs> I mean, obviously, when you watch films with other people, you laugh more. But I just find like laughing through these scenes is really good. But then I remember every time we do like talk about funny scenes, it's always so much funnier when we're talking about it. We I'm, should I'm, we should watch one. It's good film. to reminisce. We should, we should get a comedy film that we watch together yeah. and then pod straight afterwards. <laughs> we we'll probably enjoy it more. We probably would. Uh, I probably would have seen this in the movies.
0: I I went through this little stage where I liked what going to see war movies at the cinema. I probably would have seen it. What's your favourite war film? Shawshank Redemption. Is that a war film?
2: Sorry. Better say that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I've just, just there's different it. stretches of war films at all, but I I don't think Shawshank really it's fits
0: kind of into... you Favourite film i uh, Shawshank Redemption. Um, um, sorry, I in? meant Schindler's List. <laughs> uh, Schindler's List. Sorry. Sorry, Schindler's List. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's what I meant. That was one. a quick response. Oh,
2: well, no. Interesting. Hater. Well, my favourite movie is Braveheart of all time. So yeah. Braveheart, Braveheart, but other war movies are Saving Pirate Ryan. I think for me, it's probably Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker was very good. Platoon. uh, Platoon's
0: high up there as well. I love Platoon as well. I can have a few. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) true. All right. um, IMDB. Sometimes we jump online to check out anyone that we may recognise from something else we've seen. Did did any of you guys get on? I jumped on to
2: work out who Anthony Michael Hall was because I, 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 I... I, obviously, we you said last week, you know, Anthony Michael Hall's in this. And straight away, I'm like, oh, that's Brian from The Breakfast Club. Obviously, it's 30-odd years. And I'm watching the film going, I haven't seen Anthony Michael Hall yet. It's been 30 years, but surely I'd, <laughs> I, I'd, I could not recognize him. And he was um, Greg Pulver, the angry dude. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, you look so different to when oh, you were yeah. Brian in The Breakfast Club. So, yeah, I, I looked that's him up true. because I'm like, I can't see Brian anywhere. I'm not sure. I'm halfway through the movie. I've
1: got no idea who <laughs> Brian is. Yeah, he was Greg Pulver. And he looks really different 30 Filled years out. on. Hmm. Yeah, that was mine. For me, it was John Magaro who played Corey Staggart. His a um, little movie called Liberal Arts by Josh Radner. Um, very good film. I re- highly recommend it. He plays Dean in Liberal Arts. Josh Radner, Ted Mosby? Ted Mosby, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was looking at him like, who is this guy? He's so familiar. Bang, done. Thank you, IMDB.
0: I use Shazam. I didn't didn't use IMDb I just Shazam Um, there's this scene where um, Glenn's running he's always running and there's this scene where he's running through Paris and this like big orchestra like this heavy orchestra comes in I was like I know that music but I don't know what it's called so I just Shazammed it and it's called Romeo and Juliet's uh, Opera number 64 yeah that was there you go (laughs) did that ring a bell once you heard it nope (laughs) (laughs) but now I know what it is now you're going to hear it again though Yeah, I well, will be like ah that was from War Machine <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: won't remember what it was called I did love
0: the way he ran that was great <laughs> that was very funny do you guys have any questions you want to ask
1: not that I no, haven't no, already asked um, yeah, I'm
0: good would well, I just this. wanted to know, like and I think you guys have probably answered this, like, did they manage the comedic elements with the serious side of things and you guys probably didn't find it funny anyway, so I was hoping that you guys were gonna find a little bit more <laughs> oh, funny. I found a lot of the scenes at the start funny.
2: Yeah. But I wouldn't say they managed it well because it kind of they did it all at the start and then there wasn't any more for another hour.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't find this film very funny. Yeah. Um, which is funny because funny is probably the wrong word. I'm I, to when I was when we've done these podcasts, I'm probably the one who laughs at the most immature stuff. Um but yeah, it didn't get me It was, that, The comedy, I
0: don't think, was immature. It was more like... It, it was satirical, slapstick. It was satirical. So the, the, Yeah. The situation, yeah. rather right. yeah, than like that, Jokes. Yeah, exactly. Mm.
1: Neither of you guys have read Catch-22, have you? No. 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 And you've, never seen, you've not seen the mini The George the, Clooney one? Yeah, the no, series. I haven't, yeah. No, I haven't watched the series either, but there was a lot of Catch-22 about It's sitting this. right there as we're recording. Um, it is. It's That's right the there. exact same copy I have. Yeah, oh, no, Um yeah it, it's very similar it's a, that's a like legitimate satirical take on war yeah. and the why are we at war and how do i get out of war kind of thing yeah
0: uh tougher the record. other thing like and i mentioned this before maybe like do you think the film was too soon after the conflict like for me it wasn't
2: mm-hmm. but i'm not as close to yeah, it as i'm, I'm not America i'm not close not, yeah. to kind of the details yeah. and we follow it too much
0: but so no it's a no for me probably yeah probably not one that we can really answer but, yeah. yes all right, well, let's wrap this up. Let's have a look at... Um, we go around the table, we give a rating out of five for the film and we average it out to see, as a team, what we come up with. Heater, go for it. Um, so as I said before,
2: I did find some of the scenes funny, but overall, I thought the movie was uh, quite boring and I just really struggled to get interested in it. I thought that Brad Pitt was good to watch, but apart from that,
0: it didn't have much going for it for me. I gave it two stars. Two. Cool. cool. Um, I thought the film was funny, while it was also trying to say something which was important about you know, the wars that we often see ourselves involved in. And I liked that it wasn't scared to sort of have a go at the decisions um, that people make and, you know, these people who we often look up to. Uh, I'm not too sure an American director could have made this film, like I sort of said before. So I still enjoyed it. So I'm giving it a three and a half out of five. Nice. MJ.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I think the first half of the film was a real train wreck, like some of the worst we've seen in a long time. I was really bored and disinterested and the weight of sitting through like two hours was really playing on my mind, which is not what you want when you're watching yeah. a film. Second half did grab my interest a little bit more, but I still found it really disjointed and just too crowded. Um, and I'd find it really hard to recommend it to someone, two stars. And what does that give us as an average? Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. I was very close to giving this one and a half. I Ooh. look through like previous films that I've watched and I'm like, is it a one and a half? Is it a two? Oh, it's a two.
0: Two and a half. Stay in the middle. All right. So on social media, we chuck up a question each week in relation to the film that we've looked at. So this one I've taken from the film and it's, what do you do when a war you're fighting can't be won? And I don't want you to just take this literally. Think, you know, outside. It doesn't just have to be about the literal oh, yeah. war. It can be about anything in life. Oh, yeah. So, what do you do when a war you're fighting can't be won? So that'll be on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We are at Flix Forum. There's always a way.
1: There is. If you're going through a war inside, yeah. you speak up, Peter, all right? Good.
0: I agree. <laughs> Please subscribe <laughs> to us help. if you can. That'd be awesome. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Best way to support Podbean. us
1: is, yeah, giving us five stars. Yeah. And making sure it. you
0: download our episodes. Download our episodes. Even if you don't listen, just download. Um, next week... Awesome. you can probably listen too if you want to yeah it, if you want to that'd be awesome that's yeah, great they're pretty good well if you're listening to us now you've probably downloaded Got the, yeah, yeah, yeah so next week we're looking so thank you. at the <laughs> 2017 it. crime film Shimmer Lake it's directed by Oren Oozle and it stars Benjamin Walker Wyatt Russell
1: <laughs> Oren <an> Ozel <laughs>
0: Sorry. Uh, if i mispronounced, missed Oran. 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 Oran Oozle stars Benjamin Walker, Wyatt Russell, Rain Wilson, Adam Pally, John Michael Higgins, Ron Livingston, Stephanie Sigmund, and Rob Caudry. So get on board. Shimmer Lake. Oh, we'll oh, oh, do. We
1: see each other again. Can't wait. Shimmer Lake sounds fun.
0: Good chat, boys. A bit disappointed that uh, you didn't like it as much as myself, but that's Nothing okay. personal. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'll take it to heart. <laughs> 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 we'll see you guys next week.
2: We'll see you then. See you, boys.